I am Matt Parker, your host of the House Rich Homeowner Podcast. Managing your home finances is hard. After many years in the mortgage industry, I've decided to combine my knowledge, resources, and connections and turn them over to you. Each week, I'll be featuring different home finance experts for my own personal insight to help you achieve financial peace at home. Let's go. Hey, Matt Parker here. Uh, very grateful, very excited to be uh, uh, meeting virtually with uh, Eric Christensen. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Matt, excited to be here. Thanks for reaching out. I'm, uh, I'm flattered that you want to talk. Yeah, Eric, uh, Eric's been doing this uh, for over 17 years or more now, and he's been the number one unit sold uh, real estate agent in West Vancouver for all of those years. And that's, uh, that's pretty darn impressive. And when, you know, we're lucky to have him. and, uh, I just want to jump right in and get going here. So, uh, Eric, well, what? So I've actually been a realtor for 30 years. It's been like, a, uh, for forever, but, uh, the, the 17 years, um, uh, has been the, the top sales. Oh, cool. Thanks for, thanks for correcting me. I appreciate oh, no that. Problem. No problem. Uh, how how did you get started in the industry? Like, what what made you want to do it? So I, I was um, I was going to Cap College um, as a nineteen year or eighteen year old nineteen year old, and was playing basketball there. Had these you know aspirations of you know being a professional basketball player, like every kid that does any sport. And you know, after sort of a year, I realized I was partying way too much, and my skill set wasn't quite there to ever get paid to be a basketball player. Um, so I quit Cap College, started working for my girlfriend's dad's buddy. So my girlfriend actually ended up becoming my wife. We met at Cap College, which was probably the best thing that came out of Cap College. Um, and started working as a sales rep for a guy named Bill Callahan. Hmm. And one day we were driving around. His partner said to me, hey, you should, um, you should become a realtor. And I'm like, oh, okay, realtor. Sure, I never thought about it. Um, and then the same day, I was hanging out with a buddy who works with his daddy, still a realtor. And he said, Hey, you should become a realtor. So being as superstitious as I am, I thought, okay, this is someone sending me a message. I quickly ran out and took my real estate course. And that, that's how I became a realtor. I was 22. And when I got my license in 1990 and, uh, I haven't looked, I haven't really looked back. Wonderful. That's very cool. Yeah. You know, if you, if you hear something once you're like, okay, you hear it over and over again. You're like, I should probably do something exactly. like this. <laughs> you have to take the message and take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, why do you love what you do? What do you love about the industry? It, I mean, there's so many things, but really the main thing is, is we meet so many incredible people. You're, you're helping them make a decision on their biggest asset they have, whether they're selling or buying. It, it's um, it, I'm flattered every time I win a listing or if someone chooses me to buy a house, I'm, you know, it's like, I just think, wow, this is amazing. These people trust me with what they, what, what a huge asset and what is their home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those interactions and the friendships, like I do 90% of my business is in West Vancouver um, and has been probably for the last 20 years of my 30 year career. And most of these people become my friends. Um, you know, I still talk to them all the time. I'll phone them up and say, Hey, how's it going? What are you doing? You know, how are your kids? Like it's just, it's, it's not even the, the business is done and it's moved on to a friendship and a relationship. And, and uh, you know, it's, yeah, I love I love doing it. I get I get the same thrill when I win a listing or, or negotiate a sale for someone as I did when I was twenty two years old. Mm. That's uh, that's impressive. That's probably hard to, hard to find out there. I'm sure that you know you just have to have it in you to just have that passion or that love for something. So that's really cool. Uh, I think that's what's helped with the success. I think you know it's it's sort of 
a cliche, but you, you can't be successful at something if you don't love it. So I know a lot of people over the years that I've seen come into business because they're the allure of these big commissions and all the money. Well, they don't like meeting people. They don't like negotiating. They don't like working late at night. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they're not realtors a few years later. Yeah, it just won't work. Yeah, you have to have both. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a business where there's a ton of sacrifice, but the reward is huge. But you can't, you can't put up with those sacrifices if you don't love doing it. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I mean, obviously, growing up around the mortgage world, uh, yeah. having my father in that, in that for many, many years as well, um, I saw what it was and it wasn't, it's not easy, but it's, it's very rewarding and, and I love it too. So I think that's, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, inspired by that. If you weren't doing this though, other than being a professional basketball player, do you see yourself doing anything else? You know, it's, uh, my parents owned a car dealership when I was a kid. So I worked part-time there when I was going to Cap College and a bit before I started as a lot boy washing cars on Saturday. Okay. Um, and then I became a parts driver and then I was an apprentice mechanic and I, you know, I literally go in on, you know, Friday if I didn't have school or whatever, and I'd work Friday and then I'd work Saturday washing the cars. And I thought I was always going to be groomed into being a car dealership guy. Um, and I, not everyone knows, but I like, I, I love cars. I'm passionate mm-hmm. about cars. You know, I think the answer to that question, or I know the answer to that question is if I wasn't a realtor, I'd be a car dealer. Like I just love cars. I love everything about it. It's still sales. It's still organizing. Um, it's just something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And then in in that sales-based serving people role, again, yeah, exactly. so you can bring that same level of passion over. Uh, I know we're in a very unique time. You know, at time of recording this, uh, start of April 2020, um, we're in the midst of uh, sort of the early stages or a few weeks into this COVID-19 situation. Um, but on that, I mean, I mean, historically or, uh, just today, do you have any advice on the current market and just what, what home buyers or sellers should potentially be looking at right now? Yeah, it definitely, you know, it, as any time, I mean, we're obviously in unprecedented times now where nobody has any clue really what's going on and, and, uh, Mm-hmm. Whether it's media going crazy or people hiding things that are really happening, like no one knows, it's unprecedented. So it's it's a tough question to answer. But you know, I think in any market, whether it's a bad market like 2008 financial crash or, or a bull market 2011 and 16, 15, um, hire the right realtor. Mm-hmm. So many people. I'll I'll have you know a bunch of beautiful listings in West Van, and and a realtor from Chilliwack shows up with their client to look at five and six million dollar houses. They, they, they can't find the house. They don't know the neighborhood. They, they don't know the train track is right below the house. Like they just, they, they have no clue. So if you're making that, you know, any, even a million dollar condo, if you're making that purchasing decision, which is a huge decision, hire someone in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Hire someone that knows that neighborhood, knows what they're doing. I, I, I again, I, I said they do 90, 90% of my business in West Van. It's because I know West Van. It's not a, you know, a choice of, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere else. It's like, even if um, I'll have a client, the high net worth client says, I want to buy a two bedroom apartment downtown for my, my uh, daughter. I'll refer them to a good friend of mine that specializes downtown. Um, yeah. I, won't try, I won't try to do it myself. Cause I just, you know, you punch up two bedroom condos, Vancouver West side, there's, you know, 1280 listings. Mm-hmm. I have no clue, which is a good building, which is a, got a bad reputation, which one has a noisy neighbor. So first of all, hire the right realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just make sure you do your homework and pick the neighborhood you like first. 
Mm. Um, uh, you know, when my wife and I sold our little townhouse before we had our second, our son. So we had our daughter, our son was on the way. We need more space. Um, we chose one to live in Caulfield. So we just basically looked at every house in Caulfield um, and picked one to buy because that, that was our neighborhood. Um, so again, location is important. Um, don't buy a fancy house on a busy street because you want to be in a fancy house because you're just your your equity is not going to grow the same way it would if you buy a little bit of a beat up house on a nice cul-de-sac. Yeah. Um, so you know that that advice holds true whether the market's going crazy or it's or a COVID market. Yeah. yeah. So hire the right realtor, pick the right locations, location, location, location. Yeah. No, that's that's nice you say that because that's what I always tell clients too. It's where do you want to be? Perfect. Number that's one. Perfect. Yeah, because I think too many people just so what can I what can I purchase or what what yeah. can I get into instead of where do you really want to be where do you see yourself so I love that uh, that advice I think that's great I have a kind of an ad hoc question here of if you think of like is there what would be the most memorable property that you've sold or or helped the client purchase over the years Oh man, there's so many it's like it's impossible to pick one um, you know what. I don't know. It's I, I can't even think of a list. I'd say anytime I negotiate an amazing deal for a client, whether it's yeah. a seller or a buyer, that's a memorable moment. And so oh, cool. okay. you know, it, would be, it would be really easy to say, okay, the $16 million house that I sold, it was amazing. But you know what? That sale was actually really easy and the client just wanted the house and we bought the house and it was done. Um, uh, you know, I could probably think of deals where... I was negotiating for a buyer on a one point two million dollar condo, and we we got the condo. We won the bid against other people, and the kid family was crying. They were so happy. It's like that's more memorable. So yeah, that's a true. Tough, tough question. There's there's too many there's too many memorable moments. Yeah, because you yeah you, you can truly in certain situations you can truly help and be of service. Um, that's really cool. What does I like that? I just I, I think it's fun when I talk to clients. What does house rich mean to you? Because we hear house poor all the time. What do you when you hear house rich? What do you think? I, I think of two things. We're again, we're in an interesting world. So you always hear that house rich, cash poor term. Where I see a lot of people do it, and same thing again. Mm-hmm. It, it, society is today is a bit strange in my mind. Like people don't save a lot of money, and they they you know if if I qualify for a three million dollar mortgage, people are like pushing it, man, I'm gonna try to qualify for three because I really want that fancy house um on whatever street, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know how about you back it off a bit, buy a less fancy house and only have a two million dollar mortgage because your lifestyle is gonna be way better so you know the the, the house rich cash poor term is people that overextend themselves and get way too big a mortgage for and and again, you're a mortgage builder, so I'm sure you see this yes um. I know when I was first starting out, I went to qualify for a mortgage and they said, you know, I wanted to borrow a couple hundred grand to buy a little townhouse. And they're like, oh, you qualify for a million dollar mortgage. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Like, there's no way. So I got a $200,000 loan, had 75 grand down. We bought a townhouse for 275. Um, yeah, so that's the house rich cash flow where people overextend themselves to, you know, maybe they, maybe they need a big house, which is different, but quite often it's for this sort of a, of saying, hey, you know, I've got a big fancy house and it's all I have all my friends over. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is my other thought on house rich. If you bought a house for $2 million in West Van, you know, in 2010, that house probably got to a peak of probably $5 million. That's how crazy the market was. Mm-hmm. Um, people might have put a million dollars down and, and borrowed a million dollars, you know, a fairly decent ratio for what I see for a lot of people purchasing. 
Um, suddenly they've got three million or four million in equity in their house. It's gone from two million to four or five million, and they're and they start borrowing against it. Mm. Or house rich with all this massive equity, they start borrowing against it. They go buy a place in Whistler. They go buy a fancy car, and now suddenly they're house rich. Market drops. They had a million dollar mortgage, which is now a three million dollar mortgage. That was only worth three and a half, so they've got less equity than they started with ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are my two sort of thoughts on the, you know what do I think house rich is. What I'd really like to see is people that bought their house for $2 million paid off their mortgage over the years, and now they have a $5 million asset that's $5 million in equity in their pocket that they can go really use to you know, retire or have a better lifestyle. Yeah, not overextend. I was, yeah, when I talk to clients, it's, it's number one, it's what do you want to pay? Like, yeah. what's a comfortable budget? And then we can talk about what you can qualify for. But too many people yeah. go, what can I get into versus what should I get into? Yeah, um, yeah no, I think that's, the, the, again, uh, really good insight there. Where would be the best place for clients to connect with you, to reach out and learn more about your service and just get your advice? Yeah, so, you know, my website's a great source if, you, if you're not comfortable phoning me directly because I know a lot of people like to do a bit of research. Just go on my website. It's very intuitive, easy to use. Um, it's not a frills um, trying to be a movie star website. It's very simple. I think you said you popped on there while, before we... Uh, I did, yeah. Up. We'll uh, include the link to everything uh, below the in the show notes in the, in the videos and everything so people can find you quite easily. Um, is there a, a, a phone number that you want to give out as well? I was going to say yes. Any anytime you want a phone, I'm I'm really good at answering my phone. And if I don't answer, I call back really quickly. If if I don't call you back within a couple hours, something went wrong with Telus, and I didn't get the message. Like I'm pretty very quick at calling back. Perfect. Um, and then also, I don't know if any other realtors are watching this. I'm I'm more than happy to help with advice for young realtors because I really didn't get any when I was new in the business. Mm. Um, you know, thankfully for. Um, one of the partners in the company I first started with, a guy named Max, he's not passed away. He was helpful when I was really young. And then, and then a realtor named John Jennings, who's uh, a very successful Western realtor. He helped out a lot when I was uh, in my mid-20s and sort of escalated my business and got me in the right direction. So, yeah, it's important. You know, if you talk to mentors, um, feel free to call me. Text me. Let me know. You know, I'm new in the business. I want some help. Give me some idea, and I'm happy to talk. Awesome. Well, what's the number, Eric? I don't know if we said the number. 604-312-9999. Oh, cool. I like that one. Yeah, it's a good a friend of mine worked for TELUS back in the day, and I was with Rogers and he, before he could switch phone numbers, and he phoned me and said, hey, I want you to switch to TELUS. I'm like, nah, I'm not switching. He says, I got this number for you if you switch. So I switched. <laughs> That's a good story. I love that. Well, thanks again. Grateful to have you. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot. I'm really, uh, it's been a pleasure. And is there anything you want to leave us with or, or. Oh, you know what? Yeah, just uh, happy, happy to be a part of it, Matthew. Really appreciate it. Good for you for doing this. And it's, um, it, it got me to, um, you know, shave this morning and fix my hair. <laughs> Yeah, my wife said, "Wow, what's going on?" Yeah, I was going to laugh. We're all going to have really long hair and beards at the end no of this. Kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Thanks again. I appreciate right. it. You take care. Okay. Have a great day. Enjoy the time with the kids. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye. If you're like many of our clients, you have no idea if you can save money on your mortgage or build wealth from your home. Five minutes could save you thousands on your mortgage. With our innovative mortgage management system, we'll track your current mortgage and monitor changes in the market that could save you a ton of money. 
Go to mattparker.ca to join us and live a house-rich life. We are so grateful for our listeners on the House Rich Homeowner and want to keep producing content that you want to hear and would love your feedback. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to help us grow the House Rich community.